Come on, is anybody else just lit up today? I, like, seriously, I hate the cold. Does anybody else hate the cold? I mean, thank you. Come on. I, I don't know if it, it, like, I don't know if it was a 30-something thing, but once I passed 30, my bones started to hurt. <laughs> it got cold, and I'm like, ah, ah, ow. Why? Wait till I hit 40, some people say. I'm telling you, it hurts. The cold hurts. And so when I get out of my Jeep today, and I'm like, man, oh, I'm taking my jacket off. Whoa, hey, this kind of day rocks. We're walking into the sanctuary. I'm telling you, I'm like, Jesus, thank you. Yes, this is the kind of day I'm looking for. And we walk in those doors, and they are singing, and they are dancing in here. And I'm like, yes. Here we go. Holy Spirit moving this place today. Come on, does anybody else want that? Come on, let's go. Okay, so I'm excited today. I, I, got, I got moving around, so I, I think that's the worship team's way of like really trying to help the camera people, right? Because I'm like a lion up here, man. I'm like ready to go, right? But then the worship team gets going and they're giving me hot dope and I'm dancing down here. I get up here, I'm like, whew, okay. All right, cameraman, I got you. <laughs> They're looking out, right? They're looking out. They're serving the camera people right now, right? I love it. I love it. I love the kind of uh, joy that I saw this morning as we were worshiping. Don't you? Come on. That's what I want to see. You know, we've been talking a lot this year about reaching our full potential, right? And, and, we, and we've been talking about being who God has called us to be, being who he's made us to be. You know, Pastor Derek, right at the beginning of the year, our first message of the year, it was a big one about reaching our full potential. And he brought up this verse, and I felt like we had to come back to this verse because it is just, I mean, so spot on. Proverbs 29, 18, okay? As we step out into faith, as we step out into faith, figuring out who we are in God, as we step out into faith, this is really important. Check this out. Proverbs 29, 18, this is the message version. It says this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Come on. Come on. They are most blessed. It's so crazy because, seriously, I, when, I was, when I was a teenager, yes, I was a teenager. All of you teenagers out there, they all left. Good. <laughs> I was a teenager at one point, okay? Yes. And the reality is, is that when I was a teenager, I got in trouble every once in a while. No, Pastor Zach, come on. Hello? Okay. No, Pastor Zach, never. No, no, I, I got in trouble when I was a teenager. Uh, kind of a lot. Not as much. I mean, it, was not, it wasn't great. And one day my dad sits me down and he says, Zach, listen, okay. Uh, he teaches me this very, very, very important lesson for my life. He says, Zach, listen, you got to understand something. You're a demonte. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that, duh, <laughs> come on, dad, <laughs> right? But what I'm trying to tell you is that Diamantes don't get away with anything. <laughs> they don't get away with anything. Just so you know, whatever you do, if you're doing the wrong thing, you're going to get caught, and it's going to suck. <laughs> now, when he spoke these words, I thought to myself, hmm, well, that's strange. I do all sorts of things that, oh, wait. I'm in trouble right now. <laughs> and all of a sudden it dawned on me, 
he might be right. <laughs> Every time I do something wrong, I get caught up. I get caught, or I get found out, or I, I run into trouble. Why? Because I'm running my own way, and because I'm running in all these different directions, I'm stumbling. One who runs around in the darkness stumbles on the things he cannot see, correct? So what do we need to be looking at when we're living our lives? If we're going to live the life that God has called us to live, we got to live in the life that he has revealed for each of us. He's, we got to live in those giftings. God has called us to be someone, and the potential that God has for our lives is great. It's great. Potential. This is a really interesting word. Pastor Derek also gave us, the, gave us the definition of potential at the beginning of the year, and I wanted to bring that up again too. Listen to this. Potential. Latent qualities or abilities that may be developed and lead to future success or usefulness. Potential. Do you know that God has potential? He has laid potential on your life. Your life, and 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 my life, and your life. He has laid great potential on your life, and possibly you have missed it because you haven't been willing to see it. Check this out. You haven't been willing to develop it. Listen, potential qualities and abilities that may be developed. So they're not developed yet. They're not developed yet. That's really important. We're going to come back to that. But see, our, our qualities and abilities, the gifts that God has given us, they're not just to be used for our own gain. Therefore, usefulness, this is interesting. Useful for whom? Useful for God and what he wants you to do to impact his kingdom. Useful for your brothers and sisters in this room to serve them, to encourage them, to inspire each other, to spur one another up. Come on, saints. Come on, we're called the saints. We're supposed to spur one another on. Useful for the people of our community to help them come to know Jesus. Man, there are thousands and thousands of people just outside this wall who do not know the love of Jesus, that do not know that they are valuable, that do not know that God loves them, and he wants to see them live in their potential. Thousands of them. You know, when I was writing this part, somebody came to mind, and I'm going to put them on the spot a little bit. Do you guys know that the tech team works in the, in the, in the tech booth because they don't really like to be up front? You got, <laughs> they don't like getting pointed out, right? They don't like everybody to see what they're doing. They're kind of like, let me just, I'll get back here in the booth, and nobody will have to see me, right? The same in the info desk. Okay, they don't like to get pointed out. And it's, it's okay. It's a little uncomfortable. But I'm going to point Aiden out, okay? <laughs> now, in fairness, he's my son, so I get to do that a little bit, right? I get to push him a little bit. But I'm going to point Aiden out. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Aiden is like, he's 14 now, and he's like this tall, right? I'm like, dude, you're going to be like way up here. <laughs> he's, I'm definitely not going to be taller than you. This kid is growing so much. But let me tell you something about Aiden. He's 14 years old. He's 14 years old. And you know what? He serves back there in the tech team faithfully, like crazy. I mean, if there is somebody who calls and says, hey, I can't make it. My family's got something going on. We, we cannot make it. Guess who steps in? Aiden. 
14 years old. You hear that? 14 years old. That inspires me. That inspires me. He's recognizing that God has given him gifts, and he's stepping out in faith, even though he may not know exactly what God wants to do, even though he may not see exactly what God's going to do with that. He's stepping out in faith. You see kids walking around here with cameras. You see that sometimes? Yeah? You see these guys walking around with cameras. Why? Because they, they, they sense something. God is pricking something in their heart, and they want to serve, and they're going to learn and figure out what their gifts are. There is a process to it, but they're trying to figure out, and in doing so, they're going to step out in faith and trust that God's going to do something great through them. And they walk around, and they take pictures, and they get coaching, and people teach and try to help them come along and grow them. How amazing. You know what I saw this morning? It's crazy because I came in this morning and I'm just lit up. Like I said, outside is beautiful. Worship team was rocking. I was like, yes, let's go. And something touched my heart this morning because I saw Crystal Fox. Everybody likes Crystal Fox, right? <laughs> Hi, Crystal. Everybody likes Crystal. I saw her in the booth just laughing and smiling, just, just inspired and encouraged. Why? Because Miss Carrie was in there with her, helping her out. I know, I'm calling you out. I didn't, you didn't think I was. <laughs> She's like, call out Aiden again. Uh, because somebody is stepping up in their gift and saying, I can help with, I can be a part of this. I can, insp- I can encourage you and I can serve you this way. I haven't seen Crystal Fox's face like that on a Sunday morning in a while because she was like laughing and having a great time. Man, I don't know if did you guys have fun this morning. Have we been having fun this morning, seriously? Because I've been having a lot of fun this morning. Worship team, we've been having some fun this morning. And I think we can have a little bit of fun in church, all right? Come on. If people are going to look at us and not see the joy of the Lord in our lives, what are they seeing? What are we showing? Man, we got to have that joy. We got to find that joy again, and we got to live in it. And we do that when we are living in our potential and when we are start to step out in faith, even when we're trying to figure out exactly what God is calling us to, and we start encouraging each other and what? Spurring one another on. Come on. Pastor Tim, uh, over the last couple of weeks, man, okay, who loved having Pastor Tim here? Come on. Anybody? Yeah, like seriously, uh, I don't know if you've read his book yet, the book that you guys got. If you haven't read that book, let me just tell you, it's going to encourage you like crazy because I've, man, I've, I flew through that thing in two days. I was like, I, yes, yes, come on, be encouraged. Pastor Tim, the last couple of weeks, he's been with us and he's been really pressing on us to be who, that, who Jesus has called us to be. Right? And if we are who we're supposed to be, what's going to happen? We're going to do what we're supposed to do. Right? Pastor Tim said this. He asked us a really, really important question. He asked us this. He said, how can you leverage your life for something bigger than your life? How can you leverage your life for something bigger than your life? Just like the scripture says, it's not just about me. It's not, oh, boy, you guys are just so blessed to have Pastor Zach around here. <laughs> it's okay to laugh. I, <laughs> it's all right. Come on now. 
Do we walk around in pride and go, man, you guys, you guys don't even know how lucky you are. <laughs> Is that how we operate? Is that how we operate? Or are we actually leveraging the gifts that God has given us to impact the lives of others around us? <laughs> Think about it. It seems simple. It seems like what Aiden is doing back there is simple, but he's serving every single person in this congregation right now. Do you realize that? Son, I don't know if you realize that, but I want you to hear that. Your faithfulness and your service extends way beyond you. I want you to hear that. Sorry, it's... Mm. Sorry, cameraman. <laughs> uh, sorry, Al. All right. Let's get back to this. Ephesians 2.10. Listen to this. Listen to this. It says, for we are God's handiwork. <laughs> we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Okay, so there are some really, really important things for us to take note of in here. I love this passage because it makes some things very, very clear. Listen, we know who we were recreated in Christ to be. We know that we have laid down the old self, correct? We're laying down the old self to follow Jesus, Christians, saints, brothers and sisters. We are become a family to the Father. Because we've been grafted in by what Jesus did, right? Okay, so we know who we were created, recreated in Christ Jesus to be. What? God's handiwork. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Okay, but now we also know that we weren't recreated in him for no reason. There was a purpose. And that purpose was to do good works. Okay, oh, all right, all right. Well, this is really clearing some things up. Uh, okay, let me look at this last part. And finally, when we know God has already been preparing the work ahead of us, it should be a lot simpler. It should simplify a lot of things. Why are we so afraid to step out in faith? How, why are we so afraid if God is prompting something on us? Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. But see, if we are to be God's handiwork, and we are to do good works, and we recognize that he's already preparing the way, should it not be so simple for us to just get on board? What kind of confidence should we have? It's not our own abilities. It's not our own understanding. God's way is higher than our way. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We know this. But think about it. God gives us the gifts, and he prepares the way for us to live out our identity. Thank God. I don't know about you, but man, when I try to do it my own way, diamantes don't do it so well. Let's be real. You just don't do it so well when you try to do it on your own. But see, our Bible tells us that who we are informs what we do, right? This passage says that. James says that. Do a little bit of digging. You're going to see it this week. Many of our sins, many of the sins that we fall into, they're a result of a heart condition of who we are. 
And even on the flip side, though, think about it. On the flip side, when we walk in holiness and we walk in righteousness, we only do so because Jesus has already made us holy and already made us righteous by the power of his cleansing blood. It's the only reason. It's because we have been made new. We are a new creation, saints. Come on, we're a new creation. Now, if we say that we're willing to let Jesus recreate us, if we say that, but then our life doesn't reflect that, we've got a couple of questions to ask ourselves. I mean, are we actually willing to let him recreate us? And if we're willing to take just that little step, are we willing to let God change what we think is possible for us to be a part of? Are you? Are you sitting where you're sitting right now listening to this? Are you willing to let God change what you think is possible for you to be a part of? I mean, there are a lot of things that I think to myself, oh, Lord, I, don't know, I can't be a part of that. I don't know. I can't do that. And I know I'm not the only one. Come on. I know I'm not the only one. And how many times do we come up with excuses or we say, oh, I can't be a part of that or I, that's, that's not for me or, or we think things are more of a, a, like a club. Oh, I can't really, that's, that's pretty exclusive. I can't do that. I can't be a part of serving preteens. Like, what would they want to hear from me? Now, some of you are thinking, oh, God, preteens? Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> okay, hey, look, I get it. It's okay. Everybody's got different giftings, okay? We're not, <laughs> it's not exclusive. That is a pretty awesome club. <laughs> but it's not exclusive. You understand? You can make an impact on people being a part of any of the teams, any of the things that are going on here. But sometimes, I would be willing to bet, I would be willing to bet that a large majority of the time, when you don't think that you can be a part of something, you don't think it because you've never actually been brave enough to try. Man, everybody got quiet there. <laughs> I think, because I found that in my own life, at some times, I think to myself, I can't be a part of that, and I think it because I've never actually been brave enough to try, even though I've been feeling a prompting in my heart. I didn't trust God enough to try. It's hard. It's a hard truth. And a lot of you are probably sitting there going, man, yeah, that's exactly right. I'm not going to say anything about it, but that's exactly right. Look, <laughs> You're not going to be gifted at everything. I, let's just be real about it right now. You're not going to have all the gifts. <laughs> Nobody's got all of the, of the gifts. Uh, okay, has anybody ever tried to talk to me while I have my phone in my hand? Anybody ever tried to do that? Oh, thank you. Pastor Warren has tried to do this many, many times <laughs> throughout the week. Do you know how hard it is? To talk to me while I've got my phone in my hand, while I'm actively doing something on it. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Come on, amen, right? All right, so why? Because I am not wired as a multitasker. 
I'm just not. My brain doesn't work that way. I, I, I just, it is not a gifting that I have. It just isn't. Man, the photo team, when they're done taking their pictures on Sunday morning, they come over to me, and they're like, hey, let's get these pictures on the computer. Awesome. As soon as I get that card, and that goes in there, and I'm looking like this, they're gone. They have no, I mean, it's gone. There's nothing here anymore. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, trying to idle chit-chat, and I, I'm saying nothing, because I'm like, my brain, I can't do both. <laughs> I'm not a multitasker. Man, Brittany, though, Brittany is a crazy multitasker, like insane. I don't know how she does it. Honestly, it's been a point of contention in our marriage for years, okay? There's been times where I'm like, are, do, do you even, are you even here? Like, <laughs> she's like on her phone. Do, 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 do. Like, I mean, there's like a th- three, four things going on at once. I'm like, do you, are you, are we, you're here? Hello? She's like, yeah, what, like what? I, I've been, I've been listening the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. I mean, it's so bad that Brittany is so talented at this, and I am so not gifted at this, that when we watch a TV show or, or, or a movie or something, if something buzzes on my phone, okay, and, I, and it just so happens to be near enough for me to see it, and I pick it up, and it's 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and then I put it back down. Wait, what happened? Can we go back? Wait, what did I miss? <laughs> What, what happened? I don't know if I'm not actively involved in it I, because I can't multitask that way. Brittany will be on her phone. She'll be doing this. She'll be doing some research. And she, she knows everything that's going on. And I'm like, I don't get it. We all have different giftings. That's the facts. We're all going to have different giftings. Thank God Paul said, hey, look, we're all going to have get different giftings. And the thing is, is we need them. We need all of us to be using the gifts that God has given us so that we can see the glory of God here in this place and here in this city. Come on. We all got to be a part of it. Every single one of us. God has individually gifted each and every single one of us in this place today. Every single one of us. We don't have the same gifts, and thank God we don't. thing about it is, is are you using your gifts to leverage your life for something bigger than your life? That's a real hard question. You got to ask yourselves. You got to ask yourselves. I ask myself that all the time. You think, oh, he's a pastor. He's up. He's doing this. He's all. Yeah, yeah. So? <laughs> I'm a human. I'm one of you. I do the same things. We do, I'm trying to figure out all of the things as well. But see, the thing is, is that we don't have to have it all figured out. We just have to trust. <laughs> Check this out. 1 Peter 4.10 says this. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to what? Serve others. That's pretty simple. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. <laughs> God's grace in its various forms, man. Think about the grace it took for God to give gifts to sinners like me. Sinners like you. Sinners like all of us. Think about the kind of grace it took for him to give us individual gifts. Each of us, individual gifts. Man, God God is good. That should be our automatic response. Look how good God is. Look how merciful he is. Look at his grace. We should be praising with everything we got, because, oh, wow, it doesn't make any sense to me, Lord. 
showed us all his grace, gave us all these gifts so that we might actually pour it out on other people, not just for ourselves. There's a usefulness to it. (laughs) There's a usefulness to it. Okay, but Pastor Zach, what if I'm not quite sure what my gift is? What if I'm not quite sure? Well, guess what? It's a process. (laughs) It's a process. And you got to go through things in order to, you got to take steps in faith in order to go through things so that you can actually solidify and go, oh, yeah, that's really clear. This is where I'm gifting. I'm gifted. Or you go, wow, you know what? Uh, Hmm, I am not as good at that as I thought. (laughs) Come on. We got to go through some of those too. But if you're willing to open up to the possibilities that God would reveal to you, man, I'm going to tell you it's going to change everything. It's going to change everything. Serious. I want to jump into Luke real quick. If you guys got your Bibles, go ahead and grab them. We're going to go to Luke 5. We're going to start in verse 1. If you don't have a Bible, um, if you don't have one at home, you you just don't have one, um, talk to me. I'll make sure you get a Bible. You got that? Everybody hear that? Okay. I'll make sure you get one. We're going to Luke chapter 5, verse 1. It says this. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But, love that, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, listen, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Mm. Come on. The word of the Lord. Man, this passage is so cool. It's honestly, it's so rich and full of things. I honestly, seriously, go back and study it this week. Go study it this week because there's so much in here and we're not going to get to all of it today. We just can't. We can't get to all of it today. There's so much in here. But there's some really interesting things that we can get into today about this. In order for us to recognize the gifts that God is revealing to us, 
that we may be unsure of. (laughs) It requires us to step out in faith, to step into closeness with him, to trust in him and step out in obedience to him. Mm. Obedience, that's a hard word. Nobody likes that word. But he will see us through it and bless us abundantly. Abundantly. It's crazy. Listen to this. The first thing is closeness, right? The first thing is closeness. He got into one of the boats, right? The one belonging to Simon. And listen to this. He asked him. I think this is really important. He asked him. It was an invitation, right? It was an invitation. He asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. But notice this. When he was done, when he was finished speaking, he turns over to Simon and he goes, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Notice how specifically it was to Simon, Peter. Right? It wasn't to all the people. It wasn't to all the people and the the guys on the other boat. It wasn't to everybody. It was very intimate, right? It was just him speaking to Simon Peter. Notice here how Simon Peter accepts Jesus' invitation. Certainly, Jesus could have picked any other boat, but he chose Simon Peter's boat with purpose, knowing what God had already been preparing in advance, right? (laughs) It was Simon Peter's boat. He could have said no. He could have said no. Jesus asked him, he invited him. He could have said no. But instead, he got close to Jesus, and because of that, Jesus was able to speak to him very directly and give him instruction. And later, as we know, out of that comes a miracle. Check this out. (laughs) Simon Peter was willing to get close to Jesus to let him challenge his, his notions, right? What notions are you holding on to that you're not willing to let other people challenge in you? Are you willing to draw near to your Lord and Savior? To your Lord? Are you willing to draw near to him and let him challenge things in you? Are you? It's a really important question. So there was closeness and then came trust. What happens? Look, and uh, Verse 5, it says, Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. I love this. Okay. If there is any, like, if there is one part I want you to hear in all of this, it's this. Listen, listen very, very carefully. You don't have to be totally sure of yourself. Do you hear me on that? You don't have to be totally sure of yourself, period. You don't. Because think about it. Simon Peter was out all night. (laughs) When was the last time you did something all night and realized, man, I'm never going to get, this isn't going to work. And then somebody told you, hey, go do it again. I, was just, I don't know about you, but if you've done something all night and it still came to nothing, you're pretty done with it, right? Come on. You're pretty done with it. You've been trying it your way all night. 
You don't have to be totally sure of yourself because if it's gift that God is building inside you, you can rely on him to help you use it for his glory. Come on. You don't have to be totally sure of yourself because you can trust and rely on him if he's revealing something in you. You can trust him. Jesus delivers. Come on, he delivers. He doesn't let you down. He doesn't let us down. Thank God, right? Thank God. See, my Bible tells me that he loves us. My Bible tells me that his faithfulness endures forever. Forever. That's a hard word for us to swallow in these days. But his faithfulness endures forever. He doesn't give up on us. He doesn't. We don't have to be totally sure of ourselves, but we need to step out in faith. We have to. The third thing, check this out. This is the stepping out part. Obedience. Check this out. <laughs> Luke 5, 6, it says, when they had done so, okay, they, they go out deeper, throw the nets down. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Man, I just imagine like, <sighs> okay, yeah, okay, all right, all right, you know, been doing this all night, but I mean, Jesus is pretty amazing. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Boom. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> I think that's where the phrase holy mackerel came from, right? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. That just dawned on me. <laughs> uh, woo, okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we can have fun at church. Come on. Uh, no, but I mean, can you imagine throwing those nets down and you're, all of a sudden your nets are breaking, like bursting. I mean, they're going nuts. What? They took a step in obedience. He didn't just say it. He didn't just say, yeah, okay, I'll do it, Lord. We'll, we'll, we'll do that in a, here in a few hours, right? No, no. He took a step in faith and did it. His step in obedience, even though he had tried it his own way all night, he took a step in obedience, doing it Jesus' way, and the miracle takes place. Come on. Are you willing to take a step in Jesus' way for your life rather than the way you've been doing it? Because <laughs> I want to see miracles. Do you want to see the glory of the Lord shine in this place? Because I do. Do you want to see the glory of the Lord shine throughout this city? Because I do. Come on. That means we got to step out Jesus' way, not our own. In obedience and faith. Check this out, man. I just love this because remember, this is very specific. This is Simon Peter's boat. And he's going, oh, man, holy mackerel, right? Okay, guys, guys, get over here. Get over here. There's so many. I can't even like, I, we can't even get all these fish in. And what happens? Okay, check this out. Check this out. Look at this beautiful picture of the kingdom and how we, God works through us. Guys, get over here. And the fish start to overflow onto the other boat. And it's so full that the boats are overflowing and even getting to the point where they're starting to sink. Come on. I want to see that in your life. I want to see that in your life, in your life, in your life. I want to see it pouring out on everybody else around us. That's the glory of the Lord. And what happens if Peter goes, Lord, well, I, get away from me, Lord. I, I, I'm a sinful man. He recognizes his smallness. He recognizes how big God is in that moment. 
Like Isaiah, woe to me, Lord, I am undone in the glory of the Lord. Man, are you willing to be a little bit undone? We're always so worried about controlling ourselves and composing ourselves and making sure we're looking right, doing the things that we think are right. But are you willing to be just a little bit undone for the Lord? Man. And then I love this. What does Jesus say? He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. This is just the beginning. Don't be afraid. This is just the beginning. You're going to fish for people. I've got a bigger purpose for you. And check this out. They left their boats. They left everything. They left everything that they were taught was right that it was right for their lives. Everything that everybody had taught them down the line, you're going to be a fisherman. This is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to do it. You're going to be able to accomplish this. You're going to be able to catch this many fish. You have to be able to do this so that you can support your family. You've got to be able to... All throughout their lives, that's what they knew. This was what I'm supposed to do. Until Jesus grabbed a hold. Until they took a step in faith and followed Jesus and left everything behind. And they said, okay, Lord, let's go. Are you willing to be a little bit undone for the Lord? Are you willing to be open to what God is revealing in you? Are you willing to leave everything that you thought were the right things as you did things your own way to let God move you? Into all you were meant to be. Mm. See, you're here at Reach Church because God wants you to be a part of it. I, I, let, me, let me make sure you guys hear that. You're here at Reach Church because God wants you to be a part of it. He doesn't want us to just show up hear something, never let our lives be transformed. He doesn't want that. Church is a church of transformation. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> Turn sinners into saints. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> you are here at each church for a purpose, to be a part of it, to be a part of it. And boy, man, there are tons of things to be a part of around here. I don't know if you guys realize this. <laughs> There's a ton of things to be a part of. Man, we're talking about go women. The women go on go-karting, right? The women are going go-karting. And, and, you know, as the band comes up, I'll, 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 I'll try and wrap this up. The women are going go-karting here pretty soon, right? <laughs> Which is awesome, by the way. I'm totally jealous. Um, <laughs> because Brady and I went there once, and I'm not going to say who won, but I'm just saying... Uh, there's, I mean, a re-race is due at some point. But, <clears throat> no, I feel like, think about that. How many women do you know and, that you get coffee with or that you work with who would love to go do something like that? And you know what? When they go and you guys gather and you guys pray over your time together and just have a blast, and they go, man, this was amazing. I, what is this? You've opened a door for Jesus to do a work in that person's life. Come on. So simple. 
just by being a part of it. Man, hey, man, okay, man, we like to eat. Let's be real. Come on. Let's be real. Man, we had 30 people, 30 people at the last time we went out for breakfast. Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure my neighbors like to eat too. <laughs> man, how easy is that? What an easy thing. You realize that your house is a gift too? Where you live is a gift. Your neighbors there, you have the gift and ability to actually extend the hand of Jesus to those people. Think about that. You have purpose that you can serve. Man, I think about everybody serving. I mean, preteens. I, I ran around through the uh, kids' wing this, uh, this morning just to see everybody in their reach church, you know, reach kids t-shirts, happy and smiling, having fun already, getting excited with the kids. Man, serving us. I got kids back there. Oh my gosh, all my kids are in preteens now. <sighs> Whew. Sorry, I'm sorry, preteens leaders. Um, man, come on, think about it. Man, the joy that I saw on Miss Crystal's face this morning. That was you. That was God using you to inspire, to encourage, to bless. Al, every time I see him back there in the camera section, I'm just like, dude, you rock. <laughs> and then I think to myself, oh, I'm sorry, I'm preaching. I forgot I'm going to be... <laughs> Listen, listen, we are called to more. We're called not just to show up on Sundays. We're called to be the church. Guys, that's what we're called to be. Pastor Tim has been talking about who we're supposed to be. Pastor Derek was talking about reaching our potential. These are things that are undeveloped in us. And every single one of us, maybe God's prompting you right now. Maybe he's been prompting you for months, but you haven't been willing to listen. Listen, there are, there's a table back there. It's a red reach table. You guys know it. It's there all the time. But this week, it's got a whole bunch of clipboards on it. It's got a whole bunch of clipboards on it because it's all sorts of different ways that you can take your next step and start serving in this in this place. Start being a part of what we are doing here. Start being a part of the mission here at Reach Church as we reach up with love for God, reach in with love for one another, and reach out with love for a world that needs Jesus. There's clipboards all back there. And it's important. I, I want you to, I really want to challenge you today. If you haven't actually taken that step to start serving your brothers and sisters, start serving the people that walk through this door, if you haven't been an Aiden yet, let me tell you how it's going to change your life. <laughs> You're going to see the glory of God shine through you, overflowing onto other people, and it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow you away. I want to encourage you, if you haven't started serving in some way, go back there today. Nobody's going to be back there. Nobody's going to be sitting there watching, oh, oh, is somebody going to, oh, what are you doing? Are you going to, no, no, it's none of that. Nah, seriously, I want, I want to encourage you. Go back there. Go look. Go look at all the different things that are happening here. And 
be a part of it. Man, we talked about the kids' uh, uh, color run. Man, I, you know what? I, when Brittany was telling me about that color run, you know what the first thing I said was? Hey, can I be one of the people that throws the colors on the kids? <laughs> Come on. And the kids will love it. They'll just be you know, like, they'll love it. And then we'll be able to just bless them with that. It's going to be a blast. Come on. Man, when VBS happens, you know what happens when VBS happens in this place? Come on, it's pretty crazy. Let's go, Miss Darcy. It's crazy, man. Hundred kids come out from this community to hear about the love of Jesus. Come on. Let God move you, challenge you. Put your name down for something. Start being a part of it. Even if you don't quite know what it is, even if you're not totally sure what God is doing there. Guess what? That's what we're here for. Isn't that right, Pastor Warren? That's what we're here for. To help you walk that out and figure it out. And we go, you know what? Hey, that, that does look like a gift you have. Why don't we start teaching you? Why don't we show you how to do that? Let's be a part of it together. Let's be a part of the process together. You don't have to try and figure it out on your own. It wasn't meant to be that way. We can't be afraid. Listen, I, I, I think back to Joshua and, and, and the children of Israel when they're getting ready to come into the promised land, right? Think about this. They've been wandering for 40 years. Wandering. Maybe you've been wandering for a long time might not be 40 years, maybe it's been a few years, maybe it's been 17, maybe it's been two. Maybe you've been wandering for a while. But see, God calls them to something greater. God calls you to something greater. And listen to this. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Man, oh Lord, let me be undone. Let me be undone for you so that you can change what I think is possible. What I think is possible for me to be a part of. Really, take your time today. Before you leave, go back there and look. There are so many ways to be involved. I want to help you get there. I want to see everybody in their giftings, operating in their giftings, overflowing on each other because I want to see the glory of the Lord in this place. Because we were not just called to come to church on Sunday, but we were called to be the church. It was always meant to be that way. So let's be the church. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, let us be undone. Let us be undone. Get our own notions, our own ideas of the right things that we've been doing, doing in our own ways. Get rid of them, Lord. Let us put aside the old man. 
so that we can really be a new creation in you. So that we can live out the life that you have called us to live. And let us, (laughs) Lord, let us draw near to you close to you so we can hear your revelatory word in our lives. Father, let us trust you undeniably recognizing that we don't have to be totally sure of ourselves as long as we trust you. And Lord, let us take walk. Let's take a step in obedience to follow you because we know you're going to lead us down a path that is straight and true. Your word says that a man who starts off in many directions is unwise. We don't want to do that, Lord. Keep us focused. Help us recognize the things that you are pricking our hearts with so that we might be able to step into all that you have called us to be. We love you. Jesus, move us today. Amen.